let's be honest you know the world is a crazy world but i told myself if i can if i can win one soul if i can just make somebody smile if i can just do that then i've made it in life you know i mean if i can if i can get somebody to just believe in themselves and go and chase their dream and become successful i've made it in life that's that's success in my world from metro edge this is edge of greatness a show for cutting edge professionals and thinkers alike about entrepreneurs thought leaders and game changers on their journey to personal and professional success Sarah, this one was a lot of fun for me. We interviewed Shadrach B. Watt, and Shadrach is a professional runner living right here in Sacramento. Uh, he lives in Folsom. And just to list up a couple of his accomplishments, he's run a one-hour, one-minute half marathon in San Diego in 2014. He's got a two-hour, 12-minute marathon in New York in 2016 where he finished fifth place. And then what he's most famous for is he ran a two-hour, 18-minute marathon in Boston. This is 2018. He got third place. Yeah, he is an incredibly accomplished runner and, you know, such a good storyteller, too. So having this conversation with him and listening to him tell us his stories around the origins of running and how he got to America and all of those things was just so incredible. But I think for me, the biggest takeaway out of the entire conversation was just his approach to life is so different from so many professional athletes. And he is a low stress, don't sweat it. If you're having a bad day, try again tomorrow. It's not the end of the world. And I think that teaches us so much. That was so cool. Cause I was like thrown off guard. I thought he'd be like super duper serious guy. And he's just the opposite of that. And I think for him, it sounds like that's been one of the biggest keys to his success is I think we can all kind of like realize a time where we weren't taking things so seriously and we were more successful. My biggest takeaway is what running can teach has taught him about life and what it can teach all of us about life is just kind of like an analogy where you can, you can go as far and as hard as you want. And, um, you know, life's kind of the same way. So that was really cool for me. And I just can't wait to listen to this episode and I hope everyone enjoys. We're so excited to have you. I wanted to start with the, like, take us back to the beginning. Tell us about where you're from, your childhood, how to start. So um, I'm from Kenya originally. Um, had a you know big family. You know in Africa, you, you know having a big families uh, is a plus because you you need you need you need more family to kind of help out in the in the farm. And so uh, I had a big family. I was a, a middle child in my family. I had two older brothers way older than me. And then I had a sister and a younger brother behind me. And um, yeah, growing up in, in Kenya was, you know, honestly, I think um, one of the best experience uh, a child can really, can really, you know, can really have this, you know, it's not, you know, you're always outside, there's always thing to do, you're running around, you just, just being a kid, you know, this, this, um, there's not not much really going on other than just as a kid, man, you have a blast all day, every day for like, you know, for, for, for months on hand. And so um, it was fun. You know, we just, you know, we just, you know, in the morning we wake up, early in the morning we have breakfast and then go outside, you know, and then come back for lunch. And then go back outside, you know, and then come back in the evening. You better get home because if you're running late, you know, God knows you might get eaten by, you know, wild animals there. So you better <laughs> be home on time. And so, and then we just, you know, we just do that. And yeah, we just, we just have some fun and just run around. And that's all we did really, just running around, playing with mud, throwing rocks. Um, no social climbing. media, no cell phones. Yeah. Oh, none of that. I, I love mean, that. it was. I remember we used to uh, being a kid. Just, yeah, just being a kid and just, just, just you know, everybody's the same. There's no, um, you know, no, you know, we were all the same. You know, talking about we all grew up the same. None of us had anything, you know, more than ourselves. You know, each family we, you know, we grew up poor. We didn't have, we didn't have much, but we had, we had a lot in family. Just, just you know, 
the, the community and just just being there for everybody and checking in on everybody. And so that's that's what you know kept us going, regardless of if we had food or we didn't have any food. You know, when you were and, a kid before running, what like what did you imagine that your life would look like? You know, to be honest, for me, when I I think I was like probably maybe 12, 10 or 12. So where I was, you know, my neighborhood, you know, we had like some distance relative and like some people they, you know, they, you know, we knew they'd gone to America, you know, and, you know, uh, they'd gone to Europe, you know, usually it was America, you know, is where everybody was like, oh, so-and-so went to America, is studying in America, you know, and then they come back home, they visit, you know, they, they have nice stuff. And, and for me, I was just, for some reason, I knew that someday I'll make it to America. I didn't know how, but I just, I just, I just had the feeling that one day I'll make it to America. And in my head, I used to picture this, you know, America as in like, I don't know, I used to have these crazy images in my head, just like, you know, just, just insane, you know, like, I don't know. I used to see it as uh, Oh, man, like I can't even imagine. They are, I, not not like this, obviously, but it was just like a Disney type of world, so to speak. Just, just, just like utopia, like exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's yeah. Like, perfect here. Exactly, yeah. just mountains, I like and that. The river just flowing, and just you have mushroom. You have this beautiful. I mean, just, <laughs> just you know, just crazy, you know. But, uh, but I knew that one day I'll make it to America. I knew that I, um, I'll, I'll get to finish, you know, to go high, finish high school and to, to, to go to college. And, and, and running was not even really, I, I, I never liked running. I, I, I love sprinting because that's what we do. We sprint from here to there, just, you know, 20 meters or 30 meters or four, we just, that's all we did. Uh, but I was fortunate that I had older brothers who, um, they're pretty good runners. And so they got an opportunity to go to Europe. And when they go to Europe or go to Asia or come to America, when they come back home, they were sponsored. So they come up with nice stuff, you know, nice shoes, nice clothes. And, you know, for me, I was like, huh, okay. Maybe, maybe I'll have to figure out a way to get this, get my hands on these shoes because they look pretty sharp. You know, if you grow up with no shoes for, all of your life and then your older brothers they go to Europe and they start having this nice stuff then you like you'll do anything you'll promise anything just to get those shoes you know get the nice clothes and um I remember I used to bother my brothers and say hey can you guys uh, bring me some shoes get me some shoes you know uh, when you guys coming back and they're like oh sure sure we give you some shoes you have to run you know that right <laughs> I said oh yeah I'll run but but I was just saying that so I could get some pair of shoes. <laughs> you know, time goes by, they go to Europe, they come back, they bring some shoes and um, here's your shoes. You know, oh, wow, great. You know, thinking that I've got the shoes now, I can relax, I can be the cool kid in the in the neighborhood, yeah. so to speak, you know. But, um, you know, in the morning I could hear this tap, tap, you know, we get up very early there. You have to be up by like, by 6 a.m. And... Lo and behold, it was my brothers waking me up to go for a run. And I was like, oh, my God, what have I got myself into? And in my head, you know, I'm like, okay, sure. What, you know, I could just run from there and then turn around and come back home. That wasn't the case. They took me for a 10-mile run. And halfway, they say to me, hey, you follow this road. When you run into a T, make a left. You stay on that. When he makes a T, make a right. And the next stop, you make a left, and you should be able to know where you are. And they left me there, those <laughs> mean brothers. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have never cried in my life. I've never smiled. I've never cried. I mean, it took me forever to get on. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just like, everything hurts. And I remember I got home at like 10 o'clock miserable my mom's worrying where's my little boy you know but my brother yeah he'll be fine he'll get home came back home couldn't eat anything went to lay down just just painful everywhere you know couldn't even eat anything because my stomach was just like you know just 
doesn't want anything to do. I mean, I was just, I was just out, you know, and, um, you know, the next morning they did the same thing and they did the same thing. The next, and lo and behold, I started running and it was like, holy cow, or, you know, um, and then I started running in high school. Um, in high school, that's when you start getting like structure training, so to speak, like in, we call it a primary school. It's like a grade one, to uh, like a first grade to eighth grade here in America. So like, you know, elementary school, basically we call it primary school. And in primary school, they don't have really like, you know, structure training. So you just, there's no coach, you just run, you know, in PE, just run from here to there. They have like um, inter-class competition, but nobody trains, you just run 400 meters, you know, or 200 meters or hundred meters. Uh, but then I got to high school, my first year in high school, I started, you know, training and uh, I was already running with my brothers and just, just, I knew how to train because I could see them doing their training and it took off, you know? Um, I mean, it was, it was a lot of crying and a lot of self-doubt, but, you know, stick with it far enough, you know, it becomes, it becomes bearable, bearable at least. that's such an incredible story and I think it's one that's just so special I don't know how many other professional runners that are in the same field as you in terms of all your successes have the same story to fall back on and the same the origins of of why you do what you do um and so high school you started training and competing and you were a really great runner and then what brought you to the United States? Was it running that brought you here? Was it just the dream of getting here uh, on your own that did that? So I think it was a combination. So I had a distant cousin, uh, not cousin, distant uncle who lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He came to America, went to college, but he lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And at that time they had this uh, like exchange program in high school. And so the school that I went, they were looking for a kid from you know, Africa. Um, but it happened that my uncle lived there and he knew the coach. And it's like, oh, I have my, you know, Shadrach, you know, my, we have a relative who is young, he's a good runner. He, he, you know, he always, he's always said he wants to come to America. Maybe this, you know, let's try and see what happens. And um, when I got, when my older brothers got a call that, hey, you want to go to America? I was like, oh my God. You know, because I've always, I knew one day I'll make it, you know, I mean, it's crazy to think, but I knew like one day I'll make it to America. I'll finish. Cause again, in my family, I'm the only one who, you know, went to college, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, finish high school. Um, and so for me, it was like all these things that I've been thinking since I was a little kid, it's actually it might be a reality, you know? And I was like, yes, please, you know, you know, I didn't know anything. I didn't speak English. So I'm just like, sure, yes, I want to go, you know? Are you like and, 15? Um, How old are you? So I was, uh, when the process started, I was 16, but you okay. know, it takes a little little time to get, um, to get all everything in place. And um, so at 2002 uh, is when I moved to America to go to high school and, uh, you know, uh, do like an exchange program. But this was a different case because usually, one kid goes from America to that country and then from a kid from that country. But for me, the kid who was supposed to go to Kenya for some reason bailed out the last minute. And I was just like, oh, please, I'm ready. I still want to come to America. I got, I got my visa. I got all this. So please, I, I, still, I still want to. They're like, okay, sure. Now, because it was... Um, Normally it should be like, okay, exchange program, you go and stay with the family and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And now in this case, now I'm like, okay, now, okay, well, I have to figure out a way where I'm going to be staying until I've really, you know. So my uncle was like, oh, you can stay with, you know, stay with me. You know, his, uh, his apartment was in the same school district. Well, we figure out where you're going to stay, you know, for the rest of your, you know, stay in America, in high school. And so, um, Came to Albuquerque, I stayed with my uncle. But my uncle was a professional runner, so he was traveling, you know, you know, to go to races. They go to Asia, they go to Korea, they go to uh, South America. So they, he was always gone. 
And um, so we found a family that hosted me and, you know, I stayed with them because it was, I was, you know, I didn't know how to cook. I didn't know how to, I didn't know anything. I didn't, you know, I didn't speak English and I needed uh, people, you know, people, to, you know, basically, basically take care of me, so to speak, you know, uh, make sure that I get, I get the bus stop so I can take the bus to school to make sure I can get back home, you know, all those stuff. And, uh, and so when I get to America, we find a family, I stay with them and I started, you know, going to school there and I was running and um, took some ESL class with about 20 international students. None of us knew what anybody else was saying. We were just, we were like, <laughs> it was like, you have like 10 parents in a house and each one is yapping and yapping and yapping and yapping, you know, like, but, but, but somehow, I, you know, I truly believe like, we all have a way of communicating regardless of what language we speak. Just just smiling, that means life is good, you know? Thumbs up, we're good. Sitting by yourself in a corner, what's wrong, you know? But, but, but we had the, I mean, we had the best teacher. I mean, like this teacher, she took us in like our own children, basically. And she just tells us, you know, don't worry about it. You know, just, you know, you figure out, you know, try, you don't be afraid. So we just yap along and Within three months, actually, we would we were able to speak English. Not very good, but like we can understand each other, you know. Um, three months—that's remarkable. I know, dude. I mean, it was like because we just, yeah, we just sat there. We just look at each other. We just she's teaching us little words and. What is your um, native language? Kenyan. I speak so so I speak Swahili and I Swahili. speak none. Okay. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, I mean, it was, that was the best class. I mean, granted, we never talked much the first couple of months. We were just like sitting there, just playing games and looking at each other, you know, thumbs up, smiling, and just, you know, the teacher just sits there and just, you know, uh, yeah, good job. See you tomorrow, you know. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it was, it was the best experience, but, but the funniest experience at the same time, you know. Um, and then I was running, obviously, and you know, I was, I was, I don't know, I was, I was okay, I guess. <laughs> I was, um, I was doing well. I was, uh, you know, winning, winning races, and so uh, at that time, you know, I was, I was the cool kid, and you know, the, you know, the, the African kid, you know, the, he's, he's fast, but he doesn't speak English. So everybody <laughs> was just like, they want to talk to me, but. I, I don't know what to say, and it was just gonna. I only knew what you know at that time. The word "cool" was like the gold standard. Everybody used that word, so I hear people talking "cool,", cool everything. So I, I took that word, and everything I answered was "cool." You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure somebody must have asked me, "What's your name?" And I say, "Cool." <laughs> and, like. I mean, it was it was funny. I mean, I look back sometimes and I think, and I'm like, oh my god, what an idiot I was, you know, just like, oh. But but it was so much fun. I mean, it was like I love those. I cherish those moments, you know, because he got me to to you know, you know, to where I am right now. To be honest, just just to to not to not worry too much. Just just yeah. to just roll with it, you know. You cannot control it. Why worry about it? Just you know, figure out a way to to just move along, you know, you know, be like water, just don't worry too much. And that's when I started using that phrase. And there is one advice I would give people is just that, just, just be like water and just, I explain what that means, you know? And, no, I love that. Yeah. When I think yeah. of be like water, I think of like water can split mountains. And I, I think of like, if yeah. you give something time and practice long enough and I, and I think of running, I, I think, well, yeah, if you dedicate yourself to running for a long period of time, yeah, yeah. You, you can have some success potentially kind of like you have, but I, I like your definition too, where like water can fit anywhere. Water can get along with anybody. And one thing that yes. I'm from, from talking to you is that you, you're just so kind. Like it's so obvious right away that it's such oh, a pleasure to be with you. Uh, man, uh, life is too short, you know? Um, let's be honest, you know, the world is a crazy world, but I told myself if I can, if I can win one soul, if I can just make somebody smile, if I can just do that, then I've made it in life. 
You know, I mean, if I can, if I can get somebody to just believe in themselves and go and chase their dream and become successful, I've made it in life. That's, that's success in my world. All these other stuff, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, even my running really doesn't, it, it's okay. It's, you know, it's cool, but I don't care about that. You know, it's um, what I care in this life is this, you know, like we're talking right now, mm-hmm. connecting with people, treating people kindly, just checking in on people. Like every day when I leave my house to go for a run, Everybody, every person that I see, I always say hi to them. And I make sure that I, you know, I look at them and say hi. And usually, you know, people, they look and because they were not expecting that. And they, you could tell by their just smile. Hi. And then, you know, when they do that, then I, you know, I'll slow down. I talk to them, you know, how's your day? And then I keep moving on with my running and the best gift. It gets me going. Um, you know, that's how really like, I've, 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 you know, I take my running that way. It's like. Yeah, I talk to people smiling. I smile. I feel good. I'm relaxed. You know, it's a win-win. Is that a, is that like a very Kenyan thing, or is that like a you thing, or a bit of both? I think it's both. Kenyans are they're very. Uh, um, I don't know what's the right word. You know, we say hi to everybody. You know, we grew up as a. I remember when we grew up, like I live here in my community. Like you, our older parents, you know, my dad, my mom, or whatever. You know, they'll get up in early in the morning and walk around in each every house to make sure how are you guys doing how are the kids how is the fa- everybody you know so we grew up just checking in on everybody um saying hi to everybody being cautious to everybody you know saying thank you you know um um and just and just being a kind human being and you know my mother used to tell us be kind to everybody and treat people the way you want it you want to be treated and um and she used to tell us, you know, you know, in this life, you can find some mean kids, but uh, you can, you can change those kids' life by being kind. If you try to be tit for tat, it doesn't work, because then you two look like idiots. Because now you bring <laughs> yourself lower to, you know, where that person is, and so there's no difference between the two of you. But if you take the high road and just, you know, try to figure out, you know, give them benefit of the doubt, because you know, maybe they're just having a bad day, you know. And and everybody has bad day once in a while. So if you just try to just, you know, give them a benefit of the doubt, you know, talk to them and say, you know, I understand, you know. And then usually people really, you know, they change a little bit. They try to be like, oh, okay. Actually, I'm, you know, uh, I'm going through this. Uh, it's been tough. And then that way you have an opening to try to, you know, talk to them and try to just learn from each other and try to become each other's cheerleader, so to speak. It's a piece of culture here in America that I think is lost far too often. The the simplicity and being kind, checking in on your neighbors, um, smiling at people, like those those small little things can make a huge difference. And it sounds so simple saying it, but not enough people do it. So hopefully this inspires people to be a little I, kinder I, to one another. I hope it does, because I think we, you know, I was talking to a, a friend yesterday and I, I was telling the I think as a society, we've lost, we've been conditioned to chase the big things, which, which are like, um, it can go like that. Mm-hmm. In a split second, all that can go. And we've lost sense of the little stuff, which are the big stuff. You know, just, just going outside, you know, looking at the sunrise, you know, looking at the sunset, walking along the trail and looking at how beautiful the flowers are. You know, yeah, being thankful for what, all the good things yeah. that you have. It, Exactly. Listening to the water, just going through the little creek and making the those noise, the birds, you know, just just things that are the best, you know, the best medicine that we you know, we don't have to pay for it. It's 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 here for us to learn about ourselves. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, that's how I look at this universe. The world is here for us so that we can learn something about ourselves by just, you know, looking and saying, man, look, you know. And seriously, that's how that's that's how my mind works, you know. Like, I love and that. if you if you tap into that, you know, knock on wood, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. the best medicine. You There's just so much happiness there. there. Yeah, it, but we've been conditioned to just keep going. You know, it's like we go, we go, we go. And I don't, I don't blame anybody. It's just the way we 
you know right so somebody's yeah. been scheduled you know but i tell people just once in a while you know just take a little break go outside find something there's so many things you could look outside that can just make you feel like oh man i am somebody you know what i mean because a lot of time people we just like we just go and go and go and go and we just like you know i'm nothing <laughs> just I'm, i just want to i just move, i just want to make it just this day you know yeah and it's it's very sad you know there's yeah. so much out there that you know we could look forward to and just oh, can't wait to go home you know sit down eat watch a show and just go to sleep and do it again it's it's, it's that's why we like you know Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just maybe I'm just fumbling too much. I'm, no, I'm, I'm loving kidding. this. Here, here I am. I was like expecting this crazy conversation with a really successful runner about discipline and structure and goals and now I feel like this episode is one of the best and just perspective of life and taking each day as it comes and not stressing too much and being appreciative and so many things that are so important that I think again we forget about it. i was like we're going to be talking to this guy who has all these accolades and he's so impressive and yes we would love to talk about your running career too but everything that you have just said and talked about is is so much more important than all the other things we we all worry about too often so and, think- and to, to be honest it's like you know the way i look at this is like it all in the twine you know mm-hmm. um like my running for instance I don't care about those. You know, it's cool, but you know, yeah, that can be again. Should I, I could I I could break a leg and I'm done. You know what I mean? But I want people to 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 Yeah, it's cool, but so what? Mm-hmm. You know what I, mean? I want I want people to know I want this, you know, we all talking, we all relating, we all like um like you know a, a family you know what i mean because in reality we all are human family you know you know we just need to you know just just check on checking on each other and you know then if you do all this little stuff then then the other stuff is is just a bonus you know and and then and then it you know again I, you know good things it happens you know to good people you know everything lines up and then da good guys don't have to finish last right yes yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I like that. It's, I mean, I just, I don't know, man. I just. No, it's great. Don't, don't get me wrong. I really, I take, I take, you know, I take it serious, but not in a sense like, oh, if I don't do this, then I'm dead. You know. Yeah. If I don't do, if I don't go get my run today, oh, I'm miserable. I'm not. I'm nobody. No, I don't. That's not me. You know. I take it. Yeah. So what? I, you know. I went to do a workout and I was tired, you know, today, who cares? No, you know, sure. I have tomorrow, I have the next day, I have, you know, so I don't worry too much. And it's the best thing because I told my, you know, my family, when it becomes a point whereby I'm like, oh, I, I, I can't, I have to go to that, then I'm done. It's not, it's not, it's not meaningless at that, at that time. It's yeah. like, forget it. Yeah. So I do want to talk a little bit about about your career too. So you've had so many amazing accomplishments. What what would you say you're you are most proud of up to this point from your running career? You know, um they they're all um obviously being you know being taught at Boston and being um I think being you know when I was fourth at Boston was I I loved that I enjoyed that that race cuz I had so much going on um I had lost my sponsorship uh from the company I was running uh for right. and previous the year before that I was fifth in New York and the top American and um you know they were like oh yeah obviously if you're fifth in New York that's a big deal you you know you should you know you get renewed um you get your contract renewed but then for some reason that i don't know and really i you know i was like oh whatever um the guy decided the last minute that he wasn't going to renew my contract and so for like four months i gave up running you know i was like what's the point and um i told my 
my friend, like that was going to be the last race. I'm just going to go over there, just run it. Whatever happens, happens, and then I'll, I'll be done. Because this, it, it, it felt like no matter what I would do, um, nobody, and and it's it's kind of, it's kind of, it can be very defeating sometimes when when you have you're running well, and then you have somebody else who haven't achieved what you've done, getting renewed, and you don't get renewed. It's it's kind of like it's like a slap in the face, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's like what's a the bit. point? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I went through those four months. Just I said, you know what? This is it. And I remember I was in Boston. Just, you know, there was a company that was trying to offer me a deal, but it was like a very insulting deal, you know. Uh, it was like a one-day contract, you know, and this, this and that and the other. And I was just like, you know, I was so mad. You know, I was like, you know, just, I say, just, you know, just get out of my room. I don't want to talk about it. That's very insulting. And I was just so angry. I decided to go for a walk because when I, you know, that's the only way I kind of, process things I go for a walk and I was walking outside the hotel and uh, into a corner I decided to just sit there and just I'm just like mad you know just just really mad and just like confused and you know just trying to figure out what what's happening um and then my current agent now at that time it was not my she was not my agent and I've known her for a while she looked at me and she was like Shadrach, what's wrong with you? Why are you sitting there like, uh, you know, something bad happened? And, you know, and, and I, I told her, you know, this is what happened. And um, she's fantastic. Her name is Karen Locke. And she's one of the real agent that I've ever met. You know, like she, she's, she tell it, you know, she knows how to talk to you to come back to your senses, so to speak. She doesn't, she doesn't have, um, she doesn't have a filter. Karen speaks her mind, doesn't care who is there, doesn't care, you know, if it's going to make you feel good or it's going to make you feel bad. She just tell it like it is. And I remember, you know, she, you know, talked to me. She said, let's go for a walk. And she said, Shadra, you know, don't let them get to you. You're going to be okay. You're fit. Just go do your race and then we'll talk. Everything's going to be okay. And, um, all of us, I just needed somebody to tell me that, you know? Um, and immediately I was just like, oh my God. Talk about, you know, angel from heaven, just, you know, just, I needed that at that moment so bad that she was just up, out and about walking and she saw me. And so I got excited, I was like, okay. And I told her, you know, I was gonna be, this was my last race and then I'm done. There's no point. She said, you know, She's she, Karen. She's uh, like I said. She doesn't. She doesn't have a filter. <laughs> she just. She just. You know, tell me, boy, get your head straight. You know, you're better than that. You know. And I was like, oh, okay. Actually, I am better than that. And so, anyway, race started. You know, tomorrow, and um, I think I was by like last ten k. I was like maybe twelfth place or something like that. Because I just ran my race. She told me just to run your race. Don't worry too much about what other people are doing and just be strong the last part. So I just run my race. And I'm, at this point, I'm just like, I'm so happy. I'm just seeing, I'm passing people and I'm getting excited. I'm getting it. So the excitement is building and building and building. And when we had 10K to go, man, I passed so many people. I was, I was, I felt like a rock star. You know, I was just like, I was like, I was in a different state of mind. I was just having so much fun, passing people, looking at people. And, you know, every time I pass, I say, come on, man, let's go. You know, that's me. I tell everybody, come on, let's go. And people look at me and they'll be like, no, man, just, just keep going, keep going, buddy. You're doing very well. And for me, it was so much fun. That's what I love about that race. And I did really, really well. Is this 2018 and Boston? Is that what the... 20, 2017. 2017, where you finished fourth? I was fourth place. Fourth place, okay. Yeah, no sponsor. And, uh, and no sponsor. Uh, no sponsor. As I finish fourth place, I make good money, and then I got a sponsorship, 
But you know, within a week, I had a sponsorship. They're paying me good Everyone's money. Everyone's calling you. Your phone's up. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it just feels like, holy, what just happened? You know, and life from that on, it just. And then I was like, okay, now, uh, and now I'm like, actually, I can do this. You know, like I can do this if I can finish fourth. Actually, the next year I'm gonna try to be better. You know, and the next year finish third place, and then you know pandemic hits and then everything was put in hold and you know but now I'm trying to come back you know get back to like training again I was injured for a while because if you're not training all the time then your body gets you know I don't know so but you know life is good man you know so you were in the zone for basically that last 10k like you were that was that moment where you just were in the zone yeah I was and I was just I felt great just passing people and nobody can try to keep up. I'm I'm passing people. I'm like looking people, this third place is over there. And I'm like, oh man, if I just had another mile, I don't know what could have happened. Cause I was just, I was just moving, man. I was, yeah. I was having so much fun. And that race was actually one of the best race that, um, cause I could have, I could have just give up. Mm-hmm. I could have just say, what's the point, you know? Um, yeah, third place at Boston, you know, I knew, I, you know, I knew like if I run smart, I could, I could do really well. And just, it was just a matter of just being tough and just not worrying too much and just controlling what you can control in every single, you know, minute, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah. Now, now you're, um, you're training again. Do you have any big races on the horizon? So now I'm just, I'm going to do a half marathon at the end of this month. And then um, I'm going to do a marathon, uh, maybe April, maybe May. I haven't, I haven't decided which one yet, but I need to get back to this half marathon and then see how the body's responding. Because I, I had a you know major injury August of last year and it took a long time to heal. And so um, I just want to make sure that I'm, 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 in a good, good shape that I can go and make something happen, then I can decide, okay, now I feel like comfortable. I can go do another marathon. Totally. And I, yeah. I also hear, are you coaching now as well? Yes. Uh, I've been, you know, for a long time, people have asking me to, you know, coach them, but I was just like, I don't think I can do it because I was just busy. I was, but then, you know, I was like, you know what, maybe I should, I should just start and see how it is. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm coaching some athletes and, uh, all of my athletes that I've been coaching, they've all qualified for Boston. And um, awesome. um, uh, I mean, everybody's been running really well. And so, um, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm doing now. Um, CoachShadi.com and, uh, you know, just trying to get some, you know, some help to people. Because, again, I tell people I've, I've been through, I've been through hell and back in running. You know, I didn't know what I was doing at the beginning, but then I figured it out. I fell, I got up, I fell, I got up. And so I tried to help people not to go through what I, you know, what I went through. Mm-hmm. I always tell people that should be enough for, you know, for, for, for nobody should be going, just running and not knowing what to do if I know what exactly they can do to be successful. And so um, likely everybody has a, you know, yeah, everybody that I, take on they've all qualified for boston and they've all run you know crazy time that they never thought they could run um uh, i called this lady she's 67 and she ran 340 345 or 47 at uh, cim she's running boston this year um wow. i have like you know yeah i have a lot of runners uh, that, that they're going to boston and they're all qualified and so yeah yeah, it's fun. I love it. I love, I love, um, I love coaching. I love teaching people how to do it the right way. Um, and just, uh, sharing what I've known all these years. Yeah. I know Josh is trying to qualify for Boston, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do need to, I do need to hire coach Shaddy. I do. <laughs> you can do it. I'm telling you, it's, uh, I was actually, it's funny. There was this guy, he lives in Sacramento. I, I don't know you, Josh, you might, I don't know. He runs with a group in Sacramento. His name is uh, uh, Stephen Smith. And um, he wanted, he had run like 310 or something. 
And so he reached out to me and said, oh, man, I want to run, you know, three hours. And I said, all right, that's okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's start at three hours and then, you know, we can talk and we can see how things going. And then with uh, a month out, I told him, you're going to run, you know, you ready to run 255. And you end up running 255 at CIM and the guy yeah. was, how is, you know, <laughs> Was, yeah, so he's doing Boston as well. So, have you picked your your half marathon that you're running? Uh, it's going to be uh, USA half marathon championship in uh, Foot uh, Dallas Footwood. I guess okay. uh, Footwood Dallas. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Do, do you have it's, a goal uh, on that, or do you just go in and see how your body feels? Yeah, just go and see how the body is and just try to race, compete and see how it is because um, I haven't done a really fast half in a long time. And uh, so I just want to just wanna go over there and compete and just, you know, see, see how, how well I can do. Can we just spend a second? Because I, I, we all see the results, like, but I, I would love to just know what is going on behind the scenes. Like how many hours, yeah. uh, how many miles a week you're running? Uh, what does nutrition look like? How do you take care of your body along the way? So it's a lot of, I'm not going to lie, it's a lot of running. Um, I run about anywhere from 110 to about 120 mile a week. <laughs> so it's it's like I run 10 to 12 miles in the morning and then I run six miles in the, in the afternoon. Um, and then, so I do long run on Sunday, anywhere from 20 to 25 miles. On Tuesday, I'll do an uh, interval walk on the track. Or there's a place down in, here in Folsom that I can do interval walk, like maybe mild repeats. And then on Friday, I'll do a tempo run, which is like anywhere from seven miles to like 12 miles uh, close to race pace, so to speak. And then the other days are still running, but it's just like um, recovery runs. And then, uh, you know, try to... Um, eat healthy as much as I can. I, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of, uh, you know, I try to eat healthy as much, you know, really just, you know, make sure I'm eating balanced food. You know, I don't, I don't, um, I eat pasta, I eat pizza on Fridays, I eat burritos, I love burger one night. I love, you know, just, just things that I could go and buy the store and come and cook it at home, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, a lot of massage, I get massage, um, maybe twice a week. Um, I do, I go to the gym, I do some gym work, um, you know, take naps if I can, you know, um, a lot of foam rolling, stretching when I'm just at home, just relaxing. And so it's, uh, and then, you know, you know, gonna take the kids to school or pick them up, take them to their dance. So, so it's, I'm a little bit, you know, some pros, they go to a training camp and they just gonna put their head down and they just grind and grind and grind. They don't have anything else to do. But for me, I, I can't do that. It's, I'm like, uh, it's just, it's, it stresses me out. You know, it's too much pressure to be away from the family and then, it's it's like it's just an extra stress that I don't need. It doesn't really fit with your just with who you are as a person. I would feel like it's yes. just not your style. It might work for somebody it's else, and more power to them. But it's not yeah. you. Yeah, it's not me. I like to be at home. I like to you know take the kids to dance. You know, my daughter she's a ballerina, and um, you know my son is you know pick him up. He's you know doing his cross country. I need to be home to cook dinner, you know, make sure the laundry is done or something, you know, just, I love that, you know, just, just, I don't like just being like getting away. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's benefit to getting away and just, but then again, it's like, there's so much pressure, yeah. so much. I feel like it's when you do that and then it's for me, I don't, I don't, I don't do, do well with pressure. It's like, this is my nemesis. Mm -hmm. I just, I just like to just go over there and just I'm relaxed. And that's when magic happens. When, when I'm so stressed about it and pressure is building up, then I, I don't do well. I just, I just, I just overthink too much. And then I'm like, Oh, golly, you know, totally. And, yeah. and speaking about pressure too, I think before we wrap up here in, in a little bit, 
Um, that was a perfect segue. Josh and I are both super curious. You know, everybody hits mental walls um, and pressure sounds like a big one for you. But how do you get through those mental barriers and what kind of things work for you? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not a superman or anything like I'm a regular guy and I go through that a lot, you know. And like, again, so for me, like, yeah, it gets tough sometimes, but then I regroup. I said, okay. Like, I remember one time I went to the track, I was going to do this workout and I have a good friend of mine, um, an older guy named John Mansour. He's actually founder of CIM. He founded CIM. What's his name? John Mansour. Yeah. And he founded uh, Sacramento Running Association, you know? And he's a good friend of mine. He's like, uh, I call him the godfather. He's like my godfather, you know? It's like, so so when I'm doing workouts, he's always there, you know? Um, and so I remember we were going to do this workout and I warmed up and I'm like, okay, let's see. We started the, the first rep. Eh, I'm not feeling it. Second rep, I'm going backwards. He, he looked at me and he said, Shadi, not today. I said, you got me, you got me. I, I'm not feeling it. So I changed my shoes. We went for a run, didn't even worry about it. We came back the next workout, fabulous. We did an incredible workout. And so just having people to just say it's okay. Mm-hmm. Getting people that you trust in your corner. So if you get through those rough patches, you can reach out to them. And because again, I mean, I don't know, runners, we so. Maybe I should speak for myself. I'm like a child. I like to be told what to do. Mm, yeah. And uh, by somebody that I trust. And if somebody that I trust say this and that, I take it and I run with it. And it's magic happens. You know what I mean? And so um, having John and just bouncing ideas is the best gift that I, you know, for me. And actually, John is the reason. Actually, we didn't talk about why I moved to Sacramento. So I'll, I'll, bring John, I'll bring John into this conversation. So 2013, I came here to visit my sister-in-law who lived at, in Rockland at that time. No, it was in Roseville, actually. And I was here to do the 10-mile race, Sacramento 10-mile. Yeah. And it was like 80 degrees and sunny and all this. And at that time, we lived in Oregon, Eugene. And we were shocked. We were like, are you kidding me? So we asked my sister-in-law, how long has it been this nice here in Sacramento? Oh, since January. What? <laughs> like, are you kidding? This is crazy. I mean, how come we never knew about this? So anyway, I was like, I told my wife, I said, you know, we're moving down here. And I didn't know how, where we're going to live, you know, how we're going to make it happen. And I reached out to John Mansour because he was in charge of Sacramento Running Association. And he gave me my... Um, my first pro contract to run for Sacramento Running Association. Wow. It changed my life. I moved down here. My running took off. 2013, I was athlete of the year. Right. I, 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 man, I mean, it just, it, just, it just took off. And honestly, it's because I moved down here. It's sunny. Um, I love running outside. You know, I have the best friends here. You know, people are very kind running on those trails. I mean, I don't know how many friends I've met on that trail. Like, like I don't. I mean, insane amount of people, you know. And just, 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 he just, he just. That's what I love, you know. When, when, when people are connected, when people are kind, when we talking about it, you know, hey, how you doing? For me, that's like my, my fire, you know. That's like my energy that I use to really like, you know, doing my training. And so we became really good friends. Yeah. I know I've seen you out there and um, it's like running into a celebrity. And when I'm with others, we always get excited because, you know, you're the, you are the, the best runner in Sacramento. So we're like, you know, we're like, that's Shadrach. That's him. That's, that's our, you know, our, our, you know, our hero. So it's really fun seeing you out there. Oh, thanks. That's very kind, but I'm no, I'm no hero or anything. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just Shadrach. I'm that guy who smiles and say hi to everybody in the trail. You know what I mean? And that's the best part about it. Yeah. You just, yeah. You're so down. I love there. it. I love it, man. It's because I've seen people who have done well and then they have this, they think they're better than everybody. And then that get taken away and then they have nothing else. 
you know, what kind right. of life is that? You know, if, if all you think is running, 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 because you're good, you know, and that is taken away, then you have nothing. You know, it's like, it's, it's so sad, you know? So so I told myself, you know, again, I've always been this way. I don't know. I don't know any other way, to be honest. I just, yeah. I love I it. My mom, my mama raised me well, I guess. Yes, she did. Yes, so she I wanna, did. I want to go into some what we call rapid fire questions. And yeah. sometimes we ask like quick questions about, you know, like books and movies and food. But what we what we did is we went to the Sacramento running community and we yeah. asked some questions for you about about running. So I'm going to fire, okay. like, you know, four or five questions at you. Yeah, short, short questions, short answers. And the okay. first is, what is your favorite speed workout? Oh, man. Um, I love the mile repeats. Mile repeats. And, dude, I love training, man. I love it. Like, seriously, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy or something. But I love training like those grinding mile repeats two mile repeats three mile repeats tempo run those had long runs i i oh man i can't wait it's like i don't know the long i just ones? love it yeah 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 yeah. how about what's your favorite interval interval workout i know it's 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 good for me but i don't do it much often i don't like when it's like you know you're doing those really fast 400 meters with a very short break. Um, it's good for me, but I'm not, we don't get along very well because it hurts, you know? It hurts so bad you finish and you just, I don't know, you know, sometimes you run so hard that when you finish, you can smell blood in your, you know, you, you know, you like, you taste blood, you're like, am I, am I, am I bleeding or something? But, you know, because that's how hard you're running. Until it hurts. Yeah, it does, yeah. Um, yeah. do, do you have a mantra that you tell yourself when you're, when you're, when you need to dig deep? Keep chipping away. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I use that every time. Honestly, just keep chipping away. Do, do you think you'll be running at age 80 and do you want to be? Good question. I think I'll, I'll, I'll keep running to some extent. Cause I know I love to eat. And so if I stop running, game <laughs> over. <laughs> it was so great having you as a guest. Thank you for being here. And it's a, just an amazing story. Thank you. for Guys, sure. thank you so much again for having me. And uh, again, uh, coachadi.com, if, any, if anybody's listening and uh, looking for a coach, um, I'm your guy. This has been The Edge of Greatness. A huge thank you to Metro Edge. A huge thank you to the UC Davis Graduate School of Management. A huge thank you to Rayleigh's. And a huge thank you to Bob Stobner, our technical producer. We'll see you next time.